Thank you for uh, another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, of course, here with my host, Jay Galosa. Jay, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Uh, just enjoying a nice day. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, joining me on another episode. This is episode 108. Uh, so we're getting up there, Jay. So more and more and more and more and more. Uh, we're going to be uh, pretty soon busting out of the scenes as far as uh, content in our library. So, um, hey, what can I say? We just keep doing this. Good problem to and, have. Uh, it's a good problem to have content for you guys. And just wanted to make sure you guys know where to get this content. Of course, this wonderful jewel and gems of this content is, of course, our website, Jay, darkfringeradio.com. Make sure you guys go there, check it out. Stare at the bottom of the screen. Um, just go there, man. You'll have a great time. There's a lot of content there that we put there on a daily basis. Videos, um, of course, all of our episodes are up there as well. Um, a lot of the um, paranormal stuff that we capture as well in our investigations and other stuff that we, uh, you know, that were sent to us as well. We put on there um, and try to share it with all you guys. So make sure you go there. I know Jay doesn't like that shit, but but make sure you go there, darkfringeradio.com and uh, check out all our stuff there. And of course, if you want to follow us on social media, media, please do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Dark Fringe Radio. So make sure you go there and check us out there as well. And um, if you are on the Facebook tip, please give us a rating. Uh, go right to our page, Dark Fringe Radio, and just give us a, a quick rating, a five-star rating. Tell us what you like about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, if you do that, I'll make sure I'll find you and figure out where you are, and I will send you a little care package from Dark Fringe Radio. So make sure you guys go ahead and do that. Um, again, at Dark Fringe Radio on Facebook, and just give us a review, and we'll go ahead and uh, track you down. And get you a nice little care package from us. So um, that's about it, Jay. Sounds as far as it. super aggressive, William. Hey, man, we'll track I mean, you listen, down, and we'll find you. Now <laughs> it's real simple. Once you fucking go there and give us a reveal, all I got to do is go to the person and find out who they are. It's pretty simple. We love you. <laughs> yeah, but we got some cool stuff: t-shirts, stickers. We'll send you out a bunch of stuff, and um, you know, for giving us a rating. So we really appreciate it. So. Um, other than that, Jay, um, all I can also mention is, of course, go to our YouTube at Dark Fringe Radio. Make sure you subscribe there, too. That helps us out a lot. And uh, the more subscribers we get there, uh, the better it is for the advertisers. So uh, that's it, Jay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just divert right to one of the most popular segments of our show. Of course, it's What the F Florida Man. And of course, uh, Jay, you are the, the, the headmaster of What the F Florida Man. Uh, so what do you have this week for our story for What the F Florida Man? Take it away. Yeah, William. So I, I, I did the uh, scouring of the internet. And it took me all of thirty seconds. Uh, <laughs> you go past you you go back past some tragic stuff, but you always come across a little gem. This one, man gets inpatient, being a patient at a hospital, steals an ambulance and drives home. Nice, nice. So where was this? Like. Uh... Please tell me, Jay, this was somewhere here in Palm Beach County. <laughs> no, 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 this was a clear water. This was a clear oh, water. Oh, okay. Area. So our West Coast uh, brethren yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, the gentleman had, uh, they, his, some of his neighbors had called the police on him because uh, right. he was acting erratic in his home. Mm -hmm. uh, turns out that he was uh, feeling suicidal. Uh, so they had booked him, tried to get him in the hospital. 
he spent two hours in the waiting room, decided that he was fine, got went outside, stole the ambulance, parked <laughs> it in his neighbor's driveway. Smart. Smart. <laughs> and he parked it in his driveway. He parked it in an asshole neighbor's driveway that he probably doesn't get along with, right? They found him in his trunk. Oh, in his own trunk of his car? In his own trunk. Wow. So he didn't even try to hide that far. He just literally went from one vehicle to the next. He, he just decided he was going to take a little nappy nap right there. He was fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Turned out he was okay. They, they got the help he needed. But uh, just the thought of kind of cops looking around, where is he? And you, you see the, the ambulance and you're like. <laughs> He's here somewhere, right? <laughs> it's got to be here He's somewhere. Close. He's close. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, been, he's, he's not getting here. away that far. He's not going to get away that no. far. Wow. So, so steals uh, ambulance yeah. to go back home because he can't wait anymore. Listen, uh, I guess the guy never heard of Uber. I guess he could just go home right with the Uber. Right? Just call an Uber. Right. Just walk out and call an Uber. Just get in there like a gentleman and go home. Right. But then you wouldn't have all those needles. That's true. Oh, and all that medication back there. Yeah. Ooh. See, how do you think about that, Jay? See, again, we're not crackheads. We don't think about shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. Nonetheless, a great story coming out of Florida there, Jay. <laughs> right? Per usual. Yeah. Nothing says more Florida than stealing an ambulance to go home. Stealing an ambulance. I mean, stealing an ambulance. It's pretty high on the drunk theft scale. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, anyways, Jay, thanks for that story for what the F Florida man. Really appreciate it, man. And, uh, of course, never surprised at the craziness out of this state here in Florida. But um, tonight we actually have a very special guest, Jay. Um, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of M.R. Gorga, and um, he is an author of a book called Demons Among Us. And it's a a pretty interesting book. I actually got it off um, Amazon.com, which please, guys, um, if you can, the link will be at the bottom and also in the description of the, uh, the podcast. But Make sure you go to Amazon.com and check out his book, Demons Among Us. So right now there's a sale on the Kindle version. The um, You can see online, just digital. It's like for three bucks. Um, and then you can actually get the paperback version for 13 bucks. So it's very, very um, economical. But check out his book, Demons Among Us. And what we talk about is um, the majority of the book actually, um, it focuses on one of the earliest or the earliest uh, recorded um recorded encounter of demon possession. And this was actually done uh, by a uh, priest, a local town priest at the time. This was actually 20 years prior to the Salem witch trials, Jay. So this was even predate that. Yeah, it was like uh, 1671. And I think 1691 is when the Salem witch trials happened. But nonetheless, I mean, it's- uh, 1971. No, not 19, no, 16, yeah. (laughs) 1671 is when this uh, particular incident happened. And it actually, in the book, it details exactly because he, the guy, the actual priest took an account by count what happened, a blow by blow, basically, uh, what happened during this time with this individual. And just a very, very uh, crazy story, Jabba. You could just, as the days pass on, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And it just gets to a point where, you know, um, it, it culminates to a pretty uh, crazy crescendo. But and we also the, the book talks about um, how demons can affect people in other different ways, uh, also through music, through politics, um, 
through movies, through Hollywood, all that stuff. So we talk about all that a lot more. It's it's a great conversation. With the Emmys, the Emmys, the Oscars. The Emmys. The Oscars. yeah. The Oscars. A lot of people have been talking about that, Jay. A lot of people have been talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they call it the sacrificial slap now. For Is that what they're calling cons- it? Yeah, for some of those real deep conspiracy theorists. You know what I mean? Well, you you heard what Denzel told him, right? Yeah, that uh, the devil the always devil like, comes for you at your your highest. Your highest, right? It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think he hit him? You think he had, there was contact there? Hundred percent. You think 100%. so? It just looks like a weird slap. Like you saw that shit coming from like a mile away. Like instead of like, I would have just went like back, you know, like. Yeah. Well, no, it was definitely out of nowhere. It was definitely. uh, Yeah. But yeah, no, he definitely made contact and felt quite proud of himself. He he slapped little old Chris Rock. Yeah. 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 Well, what a weird time to live in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, part of me, the conspiratorial side of me, Jay says this was all planned. You know, next thing you know, the you know the Oscars are something to talk about now. What was the last time the Oscars was exciting? Tell me, please. Who the hell knows? Probably when uh, Ricky Gervais. No, when Ricky Gervais. um, Remember when he ripped apart Hollywood when he was uh, he did the uh, yeah the intro monologue. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gervais, Gervais, whatever the fuck. Whoa, he's something all redneck, Gervais. Gervais. That little English guy, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, he's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's been a while. Yeah, no, it's definitely been a while. And yeah, and let's be, let's be, but and there's a little conspiracy in everything. Of course, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you could question, but Mm -hmm. no, I, I, I believe he actually slapped the shit out of him, and I, and I think Chris Rock is a G for not only how he handled it, but you actually see like he's. He's kind of held his hand back a little bit. He, but he squared up his body a little bit. Like he was like, "Hey, are we gonna do this right yeah, now for real?" Like, yeah, and yeah, and you have to you have to applaud him for his professionalism because there was a point where he goes, "I could," and he stops himself because I believe he has yeah. a lot more dirt on them. He he could have unleashed. Oh hell! So yeah, you yeah. know he was definitely the bigger man. I you know I I understand why Will felt like he had to do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole that now he's on that well, Waiahaska. Waya Ayahuasca. Um, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, so now he won the Academy Award and now Chris Rock, all his sales numbers have gone through the roof since this yeah. event. He sold out every event basically in the well, next like 30 days. They say there's no bad publicity. You know what I mean? No, hell no, bro. I mean, come on. Think about it. You know what I mean? No bad publicity. No. So and, of course, we're both, they're both going to win it. Duh. But no, I think yeah. he really slapped the shit him. I think, I think at that moment he didn't want to listen to Jada pick his mouth, and he was like, "I gotta go slap a dude. I gotta go fuck up a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go slap this guy. Okay? I gotta go take care of some business real quick. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta show my balls for a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, what a crazy thing, man. But anyways, uh, yeah. Listen, um, we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, this interview with MR Gorga, please again, go to uh, amazon.com, check out his book, Demons Among Us. And uh, we hope you enjoy this interview. So we'll see you on the flip side. Dark Fringe Radio, your premier source for the paranormal, conspiracy theory and true crime.
All right, Dark Fringe Radio listeners, thank you so much for joining in on another uh, episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Tonight, we have a special guest and just found out that uh, we're neighbors, uh, literally not far from each other in the same city. And uh, he is an author. He um, He's wrote, written this really great book uh, that I actually had time to read um, between the time that I invited him to come on and actually have him on the podcast. But his name is Mr. Gorga. Mr. how are you tonight? I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Listen, thank you for coming on. And um, I read your book, man. This is a really interesting novel. I really enjoy this. Thank um, you. And the, and the reason I enjoy it is because it it really um, it expands and expounds upon the demon issue, you know, that we've been dealing with for what all of eternity, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and in one way, shape, or form. Right. Yes, exactly. As long as, as long as we've been walking the earth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that way. And um, you know, you really get into the history of this and. Um, Ember, give me a little bit of background on yourself and, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself and what got you into this. Uh, well, I am the uh, author of the best-selling book, Demons Among Us. And I actually really wrote the book as an answer to uh, some of the experiences I was having, like with, with the demonic and some of these demonic assaults and demonic attacks. And uh, so Demons Among Us is actually an answer um, to it, it, to these attacks, it's more or less my, um, you know, it's, it's my answer to, it's my, my punch back to the realm <laughs> of, of the demonic. And it's, yeah. you know, because they like to operate in darkness and in secrecy. Uh, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I said, you know, well, okay, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do this. Well, I'm going to shed the light, you know? There you go. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and that's what really, uh, demons among us is about is exposing the demonic and, um, not only is it good at, at telling some real, you know, creepy, creepy stories and encounters, both historically and personally, but it really does um, open up um, the eyes to how the demonic actually functions and in ways that people wouldn't even know or consider with without them being told. And, and Demons Among right. Us uh, does that. So it was it was one of those books that, you know, I just really felt that it. Uh, it really needed to be written and things really needed to be, you know, in order to open the eyes of people, because, you know, instead of just blindly mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. following blindly, uh, following blind people blindly. <laughs> right. That's important. This right. is the book that opens up the eyes where it says, oh, that's what's going on. That and makes sense. That makes it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And so I I felt it was a a book that needed to be written. Uh, Again, it's my attack back. And Mm -hmm. um, personally, I've been a writer my my entire life. Um, You know, it started off in grade school uh, as, uh, you know, and, you know, my teachers recognized it in um, like the fourth or fifth grade. And uh, so it was, yeah. At a very young age, and it was um, I thought I was gonna get in trouble for one of my stories because it was a you know it was a scary story. <laughs> something about a mummy, that. the innocence uh, of that, right? <laughs> yeah, something about some mummy killing people, right? And I there was like, go. so I handed it to my teacher and I was like, I'm gonna get in so much trouble for this. And right, so right. um, and so he calls my parents that night, and I'm like, Oh god, what yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so boy. But yeah, but it turns out that he, you know, he tells my parents, he's like, you know, your son has a real gift for writing. You need to get him enrolled in the Young Authors Club immediately. Yeah, immediately. And so that's yeah. how far back it goes. So 
and other than that, I've been I've been writing my entire life for um, in in some form or fashion, whether it's for for magazines or journalism or marketing, mm-hmm. and copywriting and, you know, sales copy and, and all that kind of stuff. So radio spots, TV right. spots. So I've always been writing. But gotcha. this is the this is the first foray into this uh, paranormal yeah. supernatural genre for me. Well, listen, I can tell you uh, without a doubt that you've really hit it out of the park with this one, and your your writing skills have definitely complemented yourself uh, in this book because um, I can tell you the very well. The, the, the majority of the book really concentrates on the the very first um, you know documented um, yeah. you know demon possession that ever happened was was during the Salem witch trials um, and it was the, the Elizabeth Knapp story correct yeah let me just correct you on that it Please. was uh, yeah it was two decades 20 years before the Salem before witch trials. Okay. okay right and but the minister that was involved in this was actually called upon in the Salem witch trials because of his experience with this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but this was from 16, this was in 1671 Salem took mm-hmm. place in 1691 and 92. Um, but it was decades before the Salem witch trials. Um, okay. and it was, um, I like to say it was the first fully documented eyewitness account recorded account mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. in American history. Yeah, you go into great detail uh, about what they saw with, um, of right. course, Samuel Willard. That's what you were yes, talking sir. about, um, yes. what he saw and what he experienced. And this really kind of set the, the the precedent really for the Salem Witch Trials kind of in a way, because yeah. all the stuff that kind of happened at this point, really that continued even during that time. So it would really kind of set the, the stage for what things were to come. And what a crazy okay. story, because... Man, at first you're like, I'm not sure, you know, it could be just something as something of a medical issue. And then you see it becoming worse and worse as you read on and read on. And I don't want to give away the book, but um, (laughs) at the same time, it's just, you know, you get to the point where like, okay, this is not something medical. You can tell that this is something beyond that. And you can tell by the eyewitness account uh, from, you know, uh, Mr. Willard about, you know, what he saw, (laughs) (laughs) which is crazy. Absolutely nuts. And yeah, do you think that? (laughs) <laughs> because of that certain situation and how crazy it was and how prolific it became, do you think that's what kind of like set the tone for later on and a lot of people getting maybe misjudged in a way for being a witch and stuff like that because of the very first case being so heinous as this? I mean, because this is what all anybody knew at this point, right? Right. Well, the the backdrop to this would be, um, you know, because these were the first like Samuel Willard and the, and the mm-hmm. Cotton Mathers and all these people who were around and renowned at this time uh, in that Massachusetts history. Um, the the spiritual heritage goes back to um, England. So people came over from England with these superstitions. So they knew what would happen um, if somebody was you know, deemed a witch. So it wasn't an American phenomenon. It was actually a phenomenon that carried over from old England. And so Samuel Willard himself, knowing these things, if this girl gets named a witch, she's, mm. she's, she's gone. She's, yeah, she's and she's gone. So he tried his best to protect her because, you know, she was part of his pop congregation. Um, her father, James Knapp, um, who became a select man 
uh, in that town. Um, he mm-hmm. actually helped build the the church or the meeting house, um, right. which was termed at the time. So and so he helped he helped lay the floor. He helped install windows. Like he helped build that meeting house. And so um, they were they were very familiar. Um, you know, in this very, very small, tight-knit community in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these people yeah. really kind of knew each other, you know, intimately. Right. And so he was, Samuel Willer was actually trying to, um, trying to rule out every possible thing other than the demonic, um, mm-hmm. which I, I think he knew from the get-go he had the suspicions that it was. Right. He was just trying to rule it all out. But right. yeah, I think it did set the stage um, for for what happened 20, 20 years later. It was the same players that were called upon, um, not in not so much of a visible manner, but behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cotton Mather, you know the the journal that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Samuel Ruler. So what he did was he wrote this blow by blow. I mean, right. dates, everything of what he was experiencing, what was going on. So he mm-hmm. wrote a blow by blow, but he didn't write a blow by blow to like put it in a newspaper somewhere. <laughs> he wrote right. it. Yeah, yeah. He wrote it because he was actually detailing the account so he can give it to Cotton Mather mm-hmm. or at least increase Mather, who was a father. So, uh, no, he was writing it to give it to increase Mather, um, who was like the top spiritual authority at that time. And so he was writing this account so he could give it to, to increase Mather. Now the story itself at that time, it, it didn't reach the public eyes until increase wrote his book and put that in the book. They wouldn't see it. The story would not have seen the late of day until 12 years later. It's amazing. Huh? I mean, and amazing that he put it in the book because yeah. he could have just chosen not to and just it would have been a buried story forever, right? Right, point. right. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, so we look back at this story, this Elizabeth Knapp story, and then the, the this whole this process that she goes through. And, you know, it's so crazy. It's like I'm reading your book, right? And all I'm seeing is like, because I'm like very visual. So I'm like, all I'm seeing is the movie, The Village from M. Night Shyamalan, right? And that's how <laughs> yes. I see everybody, oh, right? that period, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's that de- period though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, that's exactly what I see in my head. I'm reading the book and I'm seeing all these people in my head. And, and, it's, and it's crazy to think that she also kind of like tried to blame two other people too. That was part of the congregation. And thank God that, you know, they figured out that they weren't, you know, guilty of being a witch as well. So that also happened too. a lot of hearsay went back and forth and that that continued on as well, too. Correct. Yeah. Well, it was like, you know, it's crazy because it's, you know, she 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 was she was going through this stuff for a long time, longer than what anybody really knew where she was being um, accosted and, um, you know, uh, by the demonic and by satanic influences or the devil. Um, so she, you know, when I, when I talk about the devil, I'm not talking about a comic book character and I'm not talking about a man in red tights. I'm talking about, you know, a very, very vicious, malignant hatred for mankind being right. right. Okay. So, um, so when I talk about the devil and I talk about Satan, I'm not talking about a comic book character. I'm talking about a real live being that hates mankind. And so, uh, and so, and this is what was accosting her from, um, it turns out that, you know, like f- five years earlier than what she even 
she even said. Right. So she was a child when this right. stuff started happening, but she, you know, but yeah, what was, I'm um, sorry. What was the, uh, the original question? <laughs> no, the question was just how a lot of the, the, the heresy, you know, played a yeah. part in, you know, this whole thing, you know, yeah. once all of a sudden one person can blame another and that oh, person yeah. could be guilty, you know, very oh, easily yeah. just by saying, Oh yeah, I saw that oh, yeah. person do this. And then, then it, you know, it's, and then it, the crazier part is that it was the minister, whoever was the preacher of the town was kind of like the authority. When yes. it came to all this, so it wasn't even there was no cops. You know what I mean? Whether they no, could, no. Know? Well, the, <laughs> you know? the 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 top authority of the day would have been the minister. There was right. no other uh, greater figure. There was no other person higher. In fact, uh, whenever it came down to civil or court cases, the minister was always called upon. They were called upon to make laws. They were called upon, you know. So they were really kind of like inter intertwined into the everyday life and into the uh, civil and spiritual life of the community. He was right. the top guy there. No one got, no one was higher in that town except for increased Mather who was in Boston and in mm -hmm. um, the Mathers. But uh, right. to, to be the minister at that time was to be basically your, you know, your, your town rock star. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. You know, um, another thing that I, I read that I kind of found a little connection to, well, it's not really a connection. I mean, it's just, it's one of these things that get re repeated, I guess, in these encounters with, um, you know, the devil uh, accordingly is uh, the dog connection. So yeah. um, there was a, a period where uh, Elizabeth, you know, noticed a dog and she said that, you know, she was getting messages, I guess, through this dog. Right. And the yeah. first thing that I thought of was like, that's the son of Sam. Right. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. same thing, right? Wasn't yeah. that the same thing? I mean, I'm like, that's the same thing that came to my right. head. I'm like, why yeah. is that a repeating thing? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, it's really interesting to me. Well, it is interesting because, you know, these, the, the, the demonic realm and the demonic and Satan and the devil and demons, they've never changed uh, their tactics. So when you take a guy like son of Sam and then you hear Sam and son of Sam saying, well, this, this dog was talking to me, right? right. Immediately people think that, that he's crazy. But then right. in my mind, I said, I say, what if it's true? What if it's true? Right. What yeah. if it's freaking true? Right? right. And and all throughout history, you know, dogs and animals and things of this nature, you know, have been, you know, have been used. And so, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that that connection is real. And so when I when I read the Son of Son of Sam story, I, I read it a lot mm -hmm. different than probably most people. I'm like, yeah. That 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 was that dog was being spoken. Wasn't the dog talking? It was right. the spirit animating was, through that dog. Right. right That's right, the yeah. issue. The issue is it not was a the talking vessel. dog. Right. Exactly. Right. It's not like Mister Ed the talking horse. <laughs> it's right. It's it's right. a demonic entity speaking through because they have control and they have yeah. they're able to do all these fantastic mind blowing things. And, right. um, and that's just, you know, that's just one of them. And he could have used anything. He could have, yeah. you know, could used a goat. He could have, used, a goat. you know, right. You know, yeah, and, 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 right. and, or the, you know, and I, I love the witch, um, mm -hmm. the, the movie, the witch, cause they, you know, they talk yeah. about, you know, black Phillip. So it was, they were using a, uh, you know, um, uh, a, a ram, you know? Right. So, right. But yeah, all through history, there's animals have been used. So yeah, I don't know like why it. Yeah, I don't know why it takes people like, oh, I can't believe that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> why not? If listen, if okay, if you can believe that a person can get possessed, why can't an animal? Right. 
Or exactly. Or yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah. right? So yeah. another thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, and I, and I found quite interesting because it was right at the beginning of the book. And um, I believe it was a sleep paralysis um, story. And mm-hmm. um, I've had actually family members suffer from this uh, sleep right. paralysis. I've never mm-hmm. had it happen to me. Um, right. I have other things that happen at sleep, but um, never sleep paralysis. And um, I found it quite interesting because I know people, like I said, in my family who suffer from this. And I've kind of always kind of equated it to the paranormal, um, yeah. but I didn't do it all the way until after I read this book. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes any sense. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, and now it makes sense to me. It's just like, again, it affects people in such different ways. But again, we hear about sleep paralysis all the time. People really do suffer from this a lot more than what other people think. Yeah. And this has been happening through, you know, uh, through history. So, so, okay. So I think like sleep paralysis is a term that we've put on this thing that we don't quite understand because we just, we just want to have, make some kind of sense of this thing. So slap a name on it, right? Slap a name on it and take everything out that this is not spiritual or this is not, you know, or whatever. But for me, from my experiences, this is highly demonic. Um, I've, I've suffered midnight strangulations. I've Mm. suffered, uh, you know, chokings. I've, um, uh, the, the chest suppressions, putting, Mm -hmm. you know, stuffing you, stuffing you into the bed, the taking of your breath. So you can't cry out. Um, and so, um, you know, scratchings and things of that nature. So, uh, for me to say that it's merely just, I'm having weird sleep patterns, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's is not com- weird. Sleep weird. <laughs> right. It's just yeah, it's com- above that. Yeah. 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 We're at a whole other yeah. level here because right. um, you know, these things are are real. Um, these spirits, these demon spirits are real. They are malevolent. Um, and they want no good for your life. Um, and so, you know, in, in the story of my book in chapter three, it talks about, mm-hmm. you know, one of the most, you know, horrifying experiences. Um, I had uh, to date at that point um, Mm -hmm. about that, um, about just about that experience. And yeah, so yeah, that's a harrowing uh, chapter just to read it because it's just like, you know, as a guy, you don't like to feel that way, Um, especially (laughs) as a man that you don't like to feel like you can't, you're basically what demasculated at that point, you can't do anything to defend yourself. Yeah, Yeah, it's completely. Yeah. It's a completely yeah. helpless and powerless feeling. And, you know, and, you know, and the reason why that is, is because you are mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. these beings and these spirits are bigger than you. They're better than you. They're stronger than you. They're smarter than you. They're you know, the more intelligent than you. These are highly intelligent beings. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, you are no defense against, against them, you know, um, yeah. You know, and you, you know, no handgun, no AR, no nothing is going right. to blow them nothing. away. No. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You can't do anything. So, yeah. you know, yeah. so, um, but yeah. And, you know, the, the experience was terrifying. And, you know, so, and, and another reason why this is not sleep paralysis is because, um, is the level and the intensity. And I talk about this in the book mm-hmm. was, um, I, I, let me just tell the story so I give your listeners a, 
you know, okay. a, um, a, a sort of, um, thank you, you know, a story. Yeah. So the story, <laughs> let me just set up the story and then we'll go into what these, is. There okay. We go. okay. So the story was, um, I had, uh, I was working at a newspaper, the Palm Beach. Uh, oh, I won't say what it was. I was looking at a local newspaper. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I lost the job there and then, uh, yeah. in a round of layoffs, which, you know, so I had to leave my swanky apartment downtown. And so, mm. um, I moved out West and, um, and, and I moved into a, into a, a place, into a town home. Uh, that was uh, abandoned by one of my family members. And okay. so, and when I walk and when I drive up there and, you know, I, I wasn't have been in the place like, it, it, I think it was like sitting still for like six months. And, oh, wow. and so, yeah. So when I, when I, when I drove up, I mean, it literally looked like, you know, the Adams family or the Munster's house, like the, the, was a, the, 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 the moss and the, the vining. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. nuts. The, the, the grass was brown and overgrown right. and yeah, um, yeah. the fence was, was lilted and yeah. even the fence door. Okay. So the, the fence <laughs> itself was like, there was colorless raw wood, no right. color left on it. And it was even creaking in the breeze on a hand. Oh, and I'm like, geez. I was like, does this get like any more, <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, and then to, and, and then to boot. So the, the home itself has two block windows overlooking this deep set driveway. And it looks like these two mm. vacant eyes just looking out over the property. Very Amity uh, Village, <laughs> Very Amity Village. And the door itself right. was left, you know how it is here in Florida. So, you mm-hmm. you know, the humidity. So the, the, the front door was white, but it was all street gray and black because of the mildew. The mildew. And then I walked inside and inside was heartbreak. Because, <laughs> yeah, because what was left there was the, um, they, they left in a hurry. And so mm-hmm. everything was left inside toys, um, oh. letters on the, wow. on the, on the kitchen table, milk in the fridge, yeah. dishes in the sink. Oh. I'm, I mean, it literally looked like um, that they went to the store and they were coming back. You know, they went, you know, went on an errand and they were going to come back like at any moment. And yeah. so this is, this is what I walked into. Wow. And, and so one night I was, um, uh, the the main bedroom was upstairs. The, the bedrooms were upstairs, mm-hmm. and the the living room and the kitchen and everything was on the bottom floor. And so um, I'm up there one uh, one evening, and I'm in bed, mm-hmm. and I start to smell this smell, and it smells like rotten garbage, and but it smells like uh, gaseous, like a chemical note to it. Sulfur, like sulfur, exactly. And I'm like, yeah. what is that? Right now, in my mind, I think I, I'm, I already know, but I just want to. <laughs> yeah, you're just and, trying to, like, and, yeah, prepare you, yourself, right? I'm yeah, like yeah. Sammy Willard. I'm just trying to check off the boxes here. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I go, um, I, I go downstairs, and of course, I'm like sniffing away and you know, right. it's not the garbage because I threw out the garbage and it's not the garbage disposal or anything like that. And I'm sniffing around, sniffing around. I look up at the air vent and, and so I'm like, so I get up on a chair, I get a chair and I hike up on a chair and I mm-hmm. smell the air vent and it's coming from the air vent. It's this rot, 
just breathing, pulsing onto my face, this, this sulfurous rotting smell. And I know it's not an animal because I spelt the animal before <laughs> it's beyond mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, okay. So I get off the chair and I go to the power box. I cut the power. Mm. And um, so I cut the power to the AC. I get back up on the chair and the thing is blowing out the sulfurous rotting smell into my face without any assistance whatsoever. From the AC. Wow. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, because it's I that thing's off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. And so at this point, I know I'm in for a night. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is not going to be an easy one. Yeah. This. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's going to take a little effort tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I go upstairs and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And so I got it. So I get back into uh, climb back into my bed. And then. Um, it's around three in the morning, um, uh, 3.33 to be precise. And, um, <clears throat> and the sign's so, going to be any more clearer, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm on my side and I kind of, uh, I'm, I'm laying on my side. I'm like facing the, the, like the opposite uh, you know, where the balcony was or whatever. My back is towards like the bathroom, right? There's a bathroom like right there. Okay. And I, I start s- like sensing something right in the room. And I'm like, uh, and then I hear, um, I hear someone, something call my name out of the darkness. And it, it just said, you know, real slithery is like, and like almost from a cave, it was like, my God. Like, mm-hmm elongating the L like, I mean, it was like, and I'm like, okay, I'm not turning around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have stayed looking this, this way, like straight. I'm yeah, not yeah, turning yeah. around. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. No way. I mean, as clear yeah. as day, you know, but it was like, it was cavernous, but it's funny thing was, it was as far away as it was near. If that mm. makes any sense, like spoken yes. from like the bowels of a cave. Right. right? Yeah. So I roll over. And when I roll over, I look up and there's this black figure looming over my bed and it's tall and it's lanky and it's got crooked shoulders and it's looking down at me with a mocking, menacing smile with its head tilted and its head mm. is, cl- it's, it's, it's cloaked, but you can see the semblance of the yeah. face. Oh yeah. And, and I'm paralyzed. Okay. So this is no longer sleep paralysis. Yeah. So you're, this thing yeah, yeah, has, you're paralyzed by fear alone. Right. This is yeah. this is a paralyzing fear. And not only think there's a couple of things that happened at one time. And the first was like this hot hatred that was emanating off of this thing. Um, mm. And and it wasn't um, and it wasn't that it was just felt like on my body, but it was felt burning through my body, like boiling tar, like this menacing, vile hatred. And, um, and so, and I'm looking at this thing and uh, the scariest part was, was, um, you know, so I couldn't move. I was was completely Mm -hmm. paralyzed, frozen because they have a power to just keep you, you know, there, there. Right. And I look down and its hand is crawling up my chest. 
and it's going to choke me. Just nailed hands, as you read in the book. I usually don't say what right. kind of hands because I want people to read it, but it's, right. you know, the, the nails are clawing up my chest. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why it was so scary is because I've had a lot of experiences with the demonic and with spirits, but this was the first time it's ever manifested into the physical realm where I could physically t- feel it like as See if it. somebody yeah. was touching it. Yeah. And yeah. speaking, yeah. And speaking of seeing it, it was really strange because as much as if, as it was like 3D is as much as it was spiritual, it was physical. Mm-hmm. So there was a, it looked like a solid form, but there were parts you could see through it. Right. And and its gown, it had on a black um, a black uh, like gown, mm-hmm. and but it wasn't like tears or shredded or anything like that, like you see in the movies. But it was rectangular neat rectangular strips, almost like vertical blinds we have in Florida here, right? Mm-hmm. Neat rectangular strips. And they were moving like they were like underwater. And so mm-hmm. they went from like, um, it went from uh, the the deeper it got, the blacker it got. So it started like a, like a, a ash gray black and the darker it went, the, the, the deeper it went, the darker it went. It almost looked like there was no end to it. Right. And no depth to it. And when you look into its eyes, no light whatsoever, just pure evil, darkness. death, darkness. And it was bottomless. And I say bottomless, I mean, absolutely like bottomless, like space bottomless. Like it was like, mm. wow, where is like, it, it was intense. And so anyway, so this thing was about to, you know, to, to, to choke me, to choke me to death. Mm-hmm. And so that was, so that's the encounter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm glad you're able to write about it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm glad. And it's, you're right. It's not sleep paralysis. I mean, again, that's the the, the word, that's the title that we give it because that's what we do. Right. Right. Exactly. We like to do that. But uh, again, like you said, I mean, that's just a horrifying experience. I mean, yeah, this is completely terrifying. I don't understand how you you got through that, honestly. I mean, I guess it takes a lot mentally to get through something like that, process that, and then, you know, be able to move on and try to figure it out. And I think probably um, writing this book is probably therapeutic for you as well, right? In a way? Uh, Yeah, yeah, in a way. I mean, (laughs) it takes a lot to write a book. As painstaking as as it is. Yes, it's very painstaking. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's painstaking. It's uh, it's unnerving. It's a lot of things. But yeah, yeah, it is there knowing that at the end of the day, that these things are going to be um, exposed. And if the, the audience or the people reading it are reading it with an open mind mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone likes to say, well, I'm really open-minded. Okay. Well, uh, let's see how open-minded you are. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to play a tough guy. When it's time to yeah, play a tough right. guy, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, let's yeah. see how open-minded you are. Let's yeah. I had, a, I had a review. Someone was like on, uh, on Amazon. Uh-huh. It was funny. Uh, and the, this girl, <laughs> it's actually one of my favorites. She's it's like, what are your like, favorite reviews? Yeah. I picture this guy or this author that looks like, you know, um, the water boy's mom, like that's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and, uh, oh, that's and, great. Like, everything's the devil. And everything's like, the devil. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. So yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. started laughing. And she goes, clearly he made this stuff up. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> I right. make that up. Right. Clearly you don't have an open mind, lady. Clearly. Right. Yes. That's so, yes. oh my gosh. Well, hey, listen, those those are the ones we could laugh at. That's, those are the ones that keep us going, you know? Yeah, Love yeah. that stuff. Love that stuff. <laughs> and listen, I wanted to ask you something. Um, yeah. You know, these people that have these experiences like yourself, right? And um, do you think for people like yourself, or do you think this could be also a, a generational thing? Do you think that, for instance, like that you've been able to see things like this and uh, I don't know if any of your family members have, but, you know, I don't know. Does it seem like to be a generational thing? Because I'm seeing a lot of that and I've been covering the paranormal for some time now. And one thing I have noticed is there is kind of like a generational connection. Is there that the same be, thing yeah. when it comes to demons and stuff like that? Yeah, there could be. And when you talk about um, demons and demon spirits, now I know we we love to get hung up on like you know, hauntings and, you know, and, you know, and things of that nature. But when we start talking about generations, there's such thing as generational curses Mm -hmm. uh, that pass down from the fourth and fifth generation. And so it's when you see uh, um, uh, in families, you know, the, the, the son will struggle the same exact thing as the father, whether it be alcoholism, drugs, sexual things, whatever the case may be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The, these things, um, passed down from generation to generation unless they're you know finally dealt with and 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 broken off but but yeah there is a generationalness to that these things um that these things um do so but yeah but yeah exactly and it's not just about hauntings when i talk about spirits it also talks about in the book where i'm uh, i'm not sure uh if if everybody would understand this because here we're talking about very highly spiritual things and i'm not calling anybody dumb mm-hmm, and i'm just mm-hmm. saying a lot of people have never seen things in a lot of the ways of that i explained in the book right. and so and when i talk about demons i'm not talking about a horned monster mm-hmm. uh i'm not talking about a a, a horse gravelly you know, gonna kill you kind of thing. No, right? it's that and, sexy lady at the end of the bar with that red dress that's gonna come up to you and say, mm-hmm, Hey, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna come. So it comes in yeah. the things, uh, evil comes in the things that you like. It knows your buttons, uh, it knows which ones to push. Okay, so so when we talk right. about uh demons, we you have to understand that these are these are spirits and they function, they have roles and they have functions. Um and as much as like, uh, you know, we have names like, you know, uh, you know, Amimar, your will. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. know all of their names personally, because there's billions of them, right. Outnumber right, everybody right. on the planet, probably a hundred to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these things are not only just known by their names, but they're known by their functions or what they do. So you have spirits of suicide mm-hmm. who provoke right. suicide spirits evil spirits of depression that cause depression, evil spirits, um, anxiety, um, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, um, uh, you know, and all that and all that stuff, uh, uh, pharmacoi or pharmakia um, is, yeah. is where we get our word pharmacy or pharmaceutical from. And that stems right. way back 
to the Greek mm-hmm. as pharmakia. And mm-hmm. I talk about that in the book as well. So, yes, you um, do. Yeah. So, we, so we have to understand that the things functioning and operating in society um, are, are, are not just, hey, I'm, uh, I'm having a problem you know, with this alcohol. I'm having a problem. I just can't break this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a spiritual component, demonic components attached to much of it. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the part that I think a lot of people forget to treat when it comes to, you know, rehabbing themselves and trying to get mm-hmm. themselves back into, you know, you could do all the other stuff, you know, the 12 step stuff. And that's great. I don't, I'm not putting that down at all. I think that helps a right. lot of people. Um, but at the same time, I think a lot of the spiritual side is what really is the, 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 the counteract, you know, that's, what's going right. to change the tide for that person. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I know for a fact, I mean, um, you know, I know people that are in the rehab business and I know it yeah, takes at least 12 times uh, before that's usually the average um, before yeah. anybody actually gets straightened yeah. out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a no, lot of times. That's yeah, 12 no, it's times a, in rehab. It's <laughs> a ton imagine? of time. No, it's a yeah. ton of times. And it's like, you know, you're not going to solve a spiritual problem with natural means. Right, right, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing, MR, I wanted to um, talk to you about, and you know what, that's, this is another you know thing about your book is that you do cover all the different aspects of how, um, you know, the demonic, you know, side can, you know, attacks us from every different way. Yeah. Um, one in particular, which was, I thought was great. Cause you, you quoted Metallica as one of my favorite bands <laughs> of all time. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you talked about their album, the, I think it was the black album and, yeah. um, Nonetheless, you talked about the song Enter the Sandman and how mm-hmm. that kind of correlates into how we are really, you know, uh, spirit of controlled fear. by fear. Yeah, yeah. Spirit of fear. Yeah. The spirit of fear and how, yeah. you know, important and how, how, you know, powerful that is. It is. Because, you know, once you, you, you fear something, they, it knows how to feed off of it. Am I, am I correct? Well, once you fear, you could be controlled. And I think there is no greater example in our generation than what happened with this, whatever you want to call pandemic. What you saw was an outright um, campaign of fear. And what drives those things are a spiritual dimension. So you, you, have, you have to understand that these things operate through people mm-hmm. um, willingly, uh, knowingly or unknowingly. So it's not like these things are going to come up and say, ooh, I'm a big bad demon. <laughs> right you're right yeah yeah it's going to be more coy about it definitely and so these they're going to function and accomplish their will through through people this is how this works mm-hmm. and so no greater example uh, exists than than what we saw with this pandemic right oh yeah yeah so a fearful and it, and people it, is a controllable people and not only that, it brought a lot of the ugly out of people too. I mean, you, oh, you really got to see, you know, oh, on boy. Facebook, you would see nonstop of people just, you know, going at each other about yeah. masks and not masks yeah. and, you know, being vaccinated and actually attacking, physically attacking yeah. each other to that point, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah, just what happened like, to loving everybody. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to love everybody anymore, man. That's just Listen, I, I knew. Probably, <laughs> okay. So in a very spiritual sense, yeah. um, I, I knew from the the very outset that this was this was not what it was cracked up to be i never wore one right. never wore a mask i fought with people everywhere i fought right. with doctors i fought with <laughs> i fought with restaurateurs i fought 
with everybody. And it was very uncomfortable, but you know, and you're telling your doctor who's treating your, your father for stage five kidney, kidney disease. And I'll say, he goes, Oh, you, you want to take the fat, you want to take uh, the, the vaccine. I said, listen, if you don't ever tell, don't ever ask him again. I go, cause right. he's not going to take it. If you're going to ask, you have to go through me. This thing is a fucking hoax. No, it's yeah. not. It's real. No, I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh and yeah. so but yeah i really had it out like like everywhere everywhere mm. everywhere and yeah. um you know because i you know speaking in a spiritual sense when when you live in uh a supernatural kind of context and here's where we get like into like god stuff mm-hmm. because you know there there is a god and he does talk to you and that's why we're talking about all these spirits is because He's the creator of all these spirits. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that the, the ones we're talking about are fallen. Mm. And, and so, but when you're talking about, you know um, you know, God himself speaking to humanity, there are people who, who hear and just shot it right in my spirit. This is nothing to fear. Mm. That's why I never wore a mask. Right. Right. Yeah. I can understand that. I really do. And, you know, we've, we've talked about that and, exhaustion at the, on this podcast about that whole, you know, uh, pandemic issue. Uh, I mean, it it ended up being such an ugly thing for a lot of people. A lot of people, there was a lot of uh, mental illness that came out of this and we still don't know what the extent of that. We don't even know what the ramifications is with this lie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're still, you know, filling in the blanks here as we're going along. Um, and it's, it's sad. It really is sad, but again, it's all about fear and fear is one of those demons, obviously Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's perpetuated by the media, you know, by the media, social media, you know what I mean? It's just, it it gets worse and worse. So we have to be a little bit more conscious of that and not try to feed into it as much, I think. Yeah. Well, these people are controlled too. So it's like, you know, and I talk about it in the book, how, how the how spirits and the demonic take um they're very strategic they're actually long-term strategists and they're also mm-hmm. like um very very uh, they never seem to be out of energy that's for sure <laughs> and right. uh yeah. and yeah. so they'll attack on a couple of on a couple of fronts and i only talked about three of them in the book which were the main ones which was media excuse me which is media um um uh, media comedy and po- and and politics politics right right yeah. and so the surprising one is comedy uh, because it doesn't sound like that could be a tool but it's a tool that is used by these the by the demonic to put other people in line marginalize a people group put them back in line shame them through comedy until they fall back until they fall into your your camp right mm-hmm. and so in in it's a it's a it's a propaganda technique it's a it's a it's a spiritually demonic technique um and no more i think was this greater evident and then in, in the trump presidency <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know i, I wrote this yeah. book before the trump presidency by the way <laughs> and uh, so yeah. it wasn't like and so um but um uh, and so, and that's, and that's how, those are the three avenues that they use, because what do you try, what comedy actually does is it lessens the sting of something or it mm-hmm. downplays um, the severity or the evil naturedness of something. Right. So right. You get me laughing along with your like evil stuff, like, oh, it's, okay, right. it's not so fucking bad. Right. Right. But that, that so, also desensitizes you too at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. that's a, you know, that's a bad thing. We don't need to be that. We yeah. need to be more sensitive. We need to be more, you know, hand in hand with our brotherhood, you know? Yeah, uh, and mean, again, that's what they attack. That's how they attack us. Uh, right. And, and I, you know, like I said, like in the book it's like in the, you know, in the Bible, it mentions laughter 29 times and only, and only two times of it. Uh, and every time except for two is about mocking scorn mm-hmm. and derision. Mm-hmm. Only two times it's mentioned about jubilance or merriment or happiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes to show you right there. Right. Um, Another chapter that you have in your book, which I thought was fascinating and I subscribe to a hundred thousand percent is the demasculization of um, our youth. Um, Yep. hundred percent is an agenda. Yeah. It's an agenda. And it's something that I've gotten to very far uh, deep in the hole, as they say, Um, even as to, you know, the clothing, um, that was perpetuated out there even now. I mean, look, you got skinny jeans and yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like get off my lawn guy. You know what I mean? Or I'm well, out of I mean, touch and back be, in my you know, day. You know what I mean? Well, the, the problem is, is they have to be, now we have to be comfortable yeah. wearing black hats now because you know, right. evil don't, evil don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says, like, I'm coming out fucking swinging. You're coming after our kids. You're coming after our boys. You're coming after our men. And that's the problem. And it's like, so I'm coming out fucking swinging, man. I'm not playing nice guy with this with this stuff, because this is highly demonic and highly spiritual stuff that Mm -hmm. we're actually that that's being uh, instigated. And this is all going Mm -hmm. towards uh, um, what I outlined in the book. This is all going towards pedophilia. Yes, it is. This is all going towards normalizing pedophilia, normalizing and the the demasculation of young boys. This is where it's all going. And um, call me crazy, but you'll see when this when the smoke all clears, this is where it's going. This is exactly how the demonic works. It wants your kids. And it's going, it's going to damask. And it's already, and I talk about it in the book that, you know, going after the zero books that aim and target kids at age zero, zero, right. At zero. Right. Yeah. So at yeah. what, at what point do the alarm bells go off, man? These don't, this, this agenda wants nothing good for, um, for, for men and society. Um, a, a, a demasculized side or emasculated society is a controllable society. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if you emasculate the men, there's no, there's no strength. There's no opposition. Yeah. There's no There's right. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. A strong man is a man to fear. Yeah, it's a it's a fear of mine, unfortunately, too. I mean, I, I see it all the time. I have a son, he's you know, 14 years old. So yeah. you know, I see all the things that these kids are into these days, you know, yeah. and it's just like I can't even imagine. I look at it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, back in my day, that would never fly, man. You know no. what I mean? I'm like, Ooh, no. okay. You know, no. if you guys think so, but I don't think no. so. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And I warn no. them, you know, and I try and I, I do my best as a parent, but you know, yeah. it's really hard when you have everything else that's, you know, you have friends at school, you have, you know, yes. YouTube, you have, uh, you know, all these videos online, you have TikTok, yeah. you have all these things that these kids are right. you know, watching more than anything else, much right. less listening to their parents. And so right. that's, you know, again, influence yeah. has a lot to do yeah, with it, is. right? Well, they, uh, speaking of influence, that's how that's how the spiritual realm works. Because if mm-hmm. you can look at it as like influencer marketing, right? Right. Now, right. if I was a smart devil or demon, <laughs> which he is, mm-hmm. who would you go after? Right. I would go after 
the most influential, influential. people. Right. So they can influence the masses mm-hmm. on my behalf. So right. I would go after political leaders. I would go after famous singers, mm-hmm. rock stars, actors, actors, politicians. Yeah. I would go after all of these people to do my devil work. And that's how that's how the demonic realm works. Is it, it works on all these fronts, is it influences the influencers. And then, you know, again, knowingly or unknowingly. Now there's people who are willingly, willingly uh, satanic behind the scenes. Right. Right. Um, But not everybody knows that they're being used. They're just, you know, again, it's blind leading the blind. There's people who knowingly do it and unknowingly do it. And, you know, so basically you could look at it as like a government and it's Mm -hmm. people functioning within this, satanic or demonic government without knowing it that's the scary part that is scary have you ever um heard of a bohemian grove uh bohemian grove is at a um is that a haunted uh woods no well it is woods um it's out in california but um according to some people (laughs) i don't know oh Oh, boy here we go we'll leave it there we'll leave it there but there is a, a group of Hollywood elite that do meet there. And oh yeah, okay, really, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I did hear about and, that. Yeah, yeah, and so that that really lends to show you. I mean, they burn effigies of 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 you know people um, under this big owl god that they they you know they revere and things of that nature. So to me, right there, when you when I start seeing stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I already know what yeah. these people are dealing with, right? Yeah, this is beyond just sort of like getting together and you know, um, yeah. Having a, out. having a couple <laughs> drinks and <laughs> talking about scripts and stuff Listen, like that. Listen, me yeah. and my friends hung out a lot. We never sat there and burned effigies under an idolic <laughs> idol idolatrous <laughs> god. Oh man, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, again, that's the you know times we live in. You know what I mean? These now it's amazing how much information is out there now, though, right? Yeah, that's like, true. But, I mean, think about it because I'm a I'm a product of the 70s. So, um, you know, growing up in the 80s, there was no Internet. So you couldn't find out any of this stuff. You know what I mean? No. You know, the best case scenario was looking at the encyclopedia, you know, the Webster's encyclopedia. Or something I know. Like that. I know. Um, yeah, that's true. And it's like, you know, we have a lot of access to like this information. So this stuff has been going on for, a, you know, for a long, long time. It's just now that there's a lot of ways to whistleblow and there's a lot of ways to you know, communicate these things that are going on behind the scenes, but this stuff's been going on eons, man. You know, you talk about, you know, political systems and and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. The the demonic has been influencing it through all, all, through all cultures and throughout all history. It's just now that we're just kind of, you know, seeing the the level of wickedness uh, that these people function under. So let's not end on a bad note. Let's end on a, on a nice note. So I thought that was a good note. No, that is a good <laughs> note. That is. But I want to end on a more brighter, you know, uplifting. Okay. You know, there is a there is a light to the end of the tunnel with this, right? Yes, there is. Yeah. Yes. And tell me, uh, please. The, the light at the end of the tunnel is okay. So first of all, um, just like the image of the the devil and demons is misconstrued by Hollywood art and literature. Um, to be these monsters and, you know, uh, you know, hairy creatures and things of that nature. It's nothing of the sort. I'm going to take a minute to explain um, the the angel or uh, the devil himself or Satan was was the highest angel 
that God had ever created. And he was the most beautiful being God had ever created to sit and function in the highest level of, of, of heaven. In fact, he was, um, it's thought that he was actually the music minister because he had, he had pipes and timbrels built into his form. So mm. when he moved, he was music, mm. he was worship. And wow. it, it says that his all jewels were built in his 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 form, uh, sardius, diamond, opal, topaz, all these shimmering jewels. That's why he's called the light bearer, or the mm. the, the bright one, right? Um, and so, um, so what would happen is is he would reflect the glory of God through like these jewels. And so, mm-hmm. when you talk about a rock star, Lucifer himself was heaven's rock star. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about. The devil's not like this ugly ass, this ugly beast. He's the most beautiful thing God ever created mm. with high intelligence. Now, just have we misconstrued the image of the devil, we've mis- we've misconstrued the image of Jesus. Mm. And Jesus has given his power to humanity for those who trust, who 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 seek him, who um, who follow him. And he says, mm-hmm. I give you power to trample on all the power. Of the, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Right. And, and so, um, and he goes, I give you this authority. So in his authority that he has given us, that we have power over these beings and over every dark force that it will not have dominion over you. You all experience some things but they will never have mastery or dominion over you because he says, I give you power to drive these things out. And it's through his power and his power alone that we're able to vanquish these dark forces. Mm. Say, I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, that's a great way to end it. I do have one last question. I do have one last question. Sure. We talk about demonic possessions, right? Yes. Could there be angelic possessions at the same time? I've never heard of one. I mean, you know, you mm. sometimes, you know, you hear of like angelic visitations and things of that nature. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's the the nature of, uh, you know, I think that possession. Like, for instance, uh, like you hear a story of a guy like being able to pick up a car because there's a child under there and they figure oh, out yeah, where yeah, that, yeah. You know, they, they, yeah. they say it's your adrenaline. I'm like, yeah, I'm no. sure it's partly your adrenaline, but I'm. Uh, there's no, got to be something else there too, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a such thing as like, you know, God infuses strength, you know, supernatural right, yeah. strength. And you also have right. supernatural assistance from, from angels. I mm. think when we're talking about the demonic and the de- demonic devil angels, those right. who are the ones who want to take over and twist and distort and possess mankind. Right. And right. the angel angels, like that's not their thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, so it's not like this twisted thing that they want to do to mankind, you know? Right. Right. You yeah. know? So, but yeah, there is, there is supernatural force out there and there is supernatural assistance. And, you know, I almost died in a car accident. I believe um, that I was, you know, I was aided that day from, from dying. I really should have died, but I did. Did you have a, yeah, you had a uh, near death experience then, right? Well, the way, well, I mean, it was, um, I got, I got plowed. Someone ran a red light plow, took off my entire front end. Mm. and um and the witnesses there afterwards like i didn't know what happened but the witnesses afterwards they came the the one lady comes running up to me the door opens (laughs) and i'm walking out and she's she runs up and she's oh my god i'm so glad you're alive thanks (laughs) and i'm like but the the car literally just smashed the smithereens all over the road And when I wow. saw the car the next day, 
And I started like to cry because like, oh my God, that's what she was talking about. I mean, it was just gone, but there's one right. spot where it looks like there's like a hand that just sort of like everything smacked up. Really? Against it. It's really weird. Yeah. And wow. um, yeah. And so, um, you know, I have outlying injuries, but I'm not, I didn't die. And it just so happens that that was the day I put the last, dot on the I and cross the T on the manuscript for the book. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was that wow. day. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And almost so, like they didn't want you to do it. Right. Yeah. Well, right? would you, would you want to be, you know, if you, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this yeah. Is, exposes every, like almost every plan that they, how they function. Yeah. So, yeah, function. of course, I wouldn't want that out there. <laughs> my God, my God. Well, listen, MR, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, again, you can thank find you. MR's book on Amazon.com. And also, uh, you can go right, you have a website too, right, MR? Uh, well, you can get me on Instagram at m.r.gorga or uh, contact okay. me, check me out at uh, MR Gorga on Facebook. And right now, I'm running a special, the lowest I've ever run it for so far uh, for the print version is 1360. Uh, for a little while longer. And right now it's uh, $2.99 for the Kindle version. Um, So if you're going to take advantage of it, take advantage of it now because it's going to go away very soon. Soon. Well, listen, all the links will be at the bottom of the show here uh, throughout the whole interview. So um, we'll be promoting that 100%. Uh, MR, I can't wait for your next next project. When when is that coming out? What are you working Um, on next? Come on, give us a little peek. A well, little okay, peek. so I was working on a second book, and um, yeah, but I I, I jumped off it because I thought I could knock out the screenplay um, mm-hmm. really quickly, uh, stupidly. But I'm four months in, but I'm at the <laughs> I'm at the uh, I'm at the end stage of it. I'm just kind of like putting the awesome. finishing touches on it with my editor. Uh, okay, and it's a it's about a it's a witch trial gone fucking horribly wrong. And so, oh no, that's no, that's and, not good. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, but that's all I can say because I play hey. my ideas close to the breast. I hear, um, I hear you. Yeah. I, don't, I hope I didn't even say too much about that. So, no, no, but no, I uh, it is. It will be full of. Um, it is a horror for the ages, and so nice. uh, I'm hoping it to be, you know, up there with like, you know, the, the Conjuring or the Witch or you know, or yes. any any of those. I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be. Uh, right up there. So I'm really excited about the project and hopefully awesome. uh, I'll be looking for um, uh, right. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to be you know, looking to, to sell it um, mm-hmm. to the highest bidder. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Make your business, man. Absolutely. That's what you have to do. Yes, you know, sir. you put effort into that and that takes a lot of work and time. So absolutely. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to do that. So uh, listen, yeah. when you have that next project, you come back on here, we'll promote it as, uh, as much awesome. as we can as well. And yeah. uh, we really appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll you. have to link up sometime soon since yeah, we I'm know in, that uh, we're, yeah, we're close. We're neighbors, man. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely have to do some lunch or something sometime and we'll hang out, but uh, it was a pleasure having you, MR. Thank, thank you so you. much. And uh, thank you. We'll have you again soon. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you, Amar. All right. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Amar Gorga. Again, please go to uh, Amazon.com. Check out his book, Demons Among Us. And, uh, you know, again, we had a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to be watching out, Jay. You know, they're all all around, you know, always trying to get us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, check out his book again, Demons Among Us. And on Amazon, they're running a special right now, three bucks on the Kindle, 13 bucks on the paperback version. So you can't go wrong. Again, that's not going to last long. You heard it from MR Gorga himself. So make sure you go ahead and check it out and pick it up.
highly recommend and uh, we give it five stars here. So, uh, Jay, that's it for uh, the episode for tonight. Uh, anything else for the outro before we say goodbye? Uh, just always be kind. You never know what people are dealing with. Uh, I've right. seen some situations recently that, you know, just be kind to those that even they might not deserve it in the moment. It, it might be best in the long run. Just Correct. be kind. Rewind. Bite your, bite your tongue sometimes. It might not uh, be such a bad thing. <laughs> right? Uh, well, you can definitely it. trip over it, but yes, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, bite your tongue. Mind yourself. But all right. Well, Jay, listen, thank you so much for joining me again on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. We'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode, and we hope you guys enjoy. See you again. Dark Fringe Radio, your premier source for the paranormal, conspiracy theory, and true crime.